0: psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the book of psalms and also in the entire bible originally prayed and sung in and around the temple and the tabernacle area and here we are again praise god working through this 176 verse chapter going verse by verse very carefully and asking god almighty to bless this recording this service and may it be to his glory in jesus name amen and amen 119 verse 129 thy testimonies are wonderful therefore doth my soul keep them that of course is the aspiration and in some ways you could keep parts of the old testament like keep the sabbath that was relatively easy only your father and mother again relatively easy uh, don't bear false witness and uh, don't steal don't commit adultery don't have any idols or any false gods that was relatively easy but think about the new testament matthew 5 6 7 and 8 the lord says you heard of old times such and such but i say unto you but i say unto you but i say unto you and of course he raises the barrier so high that of course you can't keep the law it becomes impossible which is the whole point of why the law is against you not for you and yet at the same time it does give you a level of hope a level of joy a level of peace it is of course a paradox 130 the entrance the entrance of thy words plural giveth light that's what we need it giveth understanding unto the simple not in the sense of uh, thick or stupid but simple like a child go to ephesians chapter 5 <coughs> ephesians chapter 5 and uh, look at verse let's see now verse 8 for ye were sometimes darkness but now are ye light in the lord walk as children of light really radiate his glory for the fruit of the spirits is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the lord back to 119 verse 131 open my mouth and panted for i long for thy commandments it's like desperate for drink desperate for food you may be away from the lord's people you may be in a far off land you may be struggling to uh, stay afloat as it were to do the right thing and here's a picture of somebody panting on the one hand out of breath and also in uh, dire need of refreshments 132 look thou upon me look at 133 order my steps look at 134 deliver me look at verse uh, 135 make thy face to shine upon thy servant these are real prayers real uh requests petitions but go back to one three two look thou upon me and be merciful unto me as i used to do unto those that love thy name i think back to the good old days the psalmist is saying abraham isaac and jacob who had a very close walk with almighty god and i want the same the psalmist is saying i want to enjoy what those of old uh would enjoy and there's no reason why we can't experience the same uh, relationship for today 133 order to my steps in thy word there's a picture of a soldier in the service of the lord and let not any iniquity have dominion over me go to second timothy either sin will run you or you will run sin it was once said that sin keeps from the bible but the bible keeps you from sin lot of truth in that yeah. second timothy 2 2nd timothy 2 pick it up in uh, let's see in a verse 3 thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of jesus christ no man that worth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life he doesn't get caught up with the the here and the now it is a very disciplined life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier and if a man also strive for masteries yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully this also goes back to the crowns and the rewards of the judgment seat of christ you're told to be a, a defender of the faith to contend for the faith you're told to also go on the offensive use the sword of the lord which of course is the word of god go to romans chapter six romans chapter six and uh look at verse 13 Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, which means you can if you choose to do so. Now, when you first got saved, all of your past, present, and future sins were covered by the blood of Christ, they were cleared, paid for. You were raised up to seat in the heavenly places with God Almighty. Your name has gone into the Lamb's book of life, never to be erased. You are a co heir as far as your uh, standing is concerned, sinless perfection. When christ would say my god my god why hast thou forsaken me that's a picture of christ as our savior replacing uh, or going into hell literally and paying for the sins of the entire world the righteous and also the unrighteous and uh, all the sins of the world are poured out on jesus christ a switch took place his righteousness was given to us and our unrighteousness our filthiness was put onto christ and all of our sins were left in hell We call that uh, substitutionary atonement it's a beautiful doctrine and many times it's overlooked neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin watch your mouth watch your tongue uh keep your eyes clean your ears as well be careful what you listen to but yield yourselves unto god that's what you need to do god will not do this for you as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto god for sin shall not have dominion over you fear not under the law but under grace so it's down to you go back to psalm 119 to walk a fine line to stay confessed up prayed up and if you fall and fail and of course you will just confess it each night before you go to sleep and uh, leave it under the blood look at verse 134 deliver me from the oppression of man the fear of man bringeth a snare so will i keep thy precepts again that's the aspiration the aspiration for both testaments is to live righteously live holy do the right thing at the right time out of the flesh pick up your cross these are all uh aspirations this is what we should all be aiming to do but of course the old man comes along oh wretched man that i am who should live me from the body of this death i can do all things through christ which strengtheneth me You've got two passages both speaking the truth, and they are both paradoxical. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me, O wretched man that I am present tense. Who, not what, should live me from the body of this death? What I want to do I don't do, and what I don't want to do I do. Again it's a paradox which is very rarely preached from pulpits today. And that's why we spend so much time trying to explain the standing and states of the believer. They are never the same. That's why some days you are like on top of the world walking very closely to almighty God the next time you are down in the dumps struggling to get victory over the smallest of sin 135 make thy face to shine upon thy servant other scriptures speak about uh, don't look upon me Lord for I am a sinful man I'm dust and ashes I am am a man of unclean lips and teach me thy statutes I want to know who you are what you are I want to really understand your word then these are perfect beautiful illustrations Of a saint under the law and yes we can apply this in a spiritual sense to a saint under grace 136 rivers of waters run down mine eyes because they probably reference to the jews keep not thy law go to lamentations a very sad book after the book of jeremiah and of course the jews went into captivity for seven decades previously 400 years under the kosh of the egyptians and uh, jeremiah had a tough ministry those of you that are in ministry you know how difficult it can be but he had a really tough ministry jeremiah and uh, what he forgot we will never know lamentations 2 look at verse uh 2 18 the heart cried unto the lord a wall of the daughter of zion let tears run down like a river day and night give thyself no rest Let not the apple of thine eyes cease go back to 119 some 119 and of course jeremiah wonderful picture of the lord jesus christ he was a very emotional man jesus as would be jeremiah and it's very rare when you meet an alpha male who sheds a tear or two and when they do you're seeing something very rare very unusual most alpha males uh, don't show any kind of emotion because, of course, they're not used to doing so. Whereas your betas or your beta males are always very emotional people. They they flare up, they flare up very quickly and uh, take a while to calm down. 119 verse 137. Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Back to Second Timothy, please. Second Timothy chapter... Let's see now, 2 Timothy chapter 4, let's see now, 2 Timothy chapter 4, and uh, look at verse 8, henceforth there was laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge will give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also love his appearing. That of course will be the judgment seat of Christ. Go back to some hundred nineteen, and Paul speaks about such a place being the terror of the Lord. You'll be judged for what you did not do after you were saved, not so much what you uh, got wrong, but what you didn't do. Sins of omission, sins of commission. All of your sins were covered, of course, at Calvary's cross. But you are pictured here as a soldier, verse 134, wanting your uh, commanding officer, 132, to look upon you. And uh, 129, the rules are beautiful. 130, uh, the words give light and understanding unto the simple. It's a picture of a soldier, course, in the service of the Lord. 119, verse 137, again, righteous art thou, O Lord, and only the Lord and upright are thy judgments the the law is a good thing as i say it keeps you on your toes it shows you what sin exactly is and it shows you how wicked you are and how good god is but be careful not to use it as a measuring stick uh, as to whether or not you are saved or don't use it to bash somebody else who's not as consecrated or as grounded as you are 138 thy testimonies that thou hast commanded a righteous and very faithful revelation 19 please revelation chapter 19 just think back to when these Psalms are first written three and a half three thousand years ago about three yeah three thousand years ago sung in Hebrew maybe a choir of a few dozen or a hundred or two what a beautiful sound that would be Uh nineteen Revelation nineteen two for true and righteous are his judgments for he hath judged the great whore Church of Rome, which had corrupt the earth with her fornication, mostly spiritual, but sometimes literal, and hath avenged the blood of his servants after her hand at her hand. Servants at her hand, going back to the first century believers that got killed for their faith, and those during the church age, right up until the tribulation hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand back to psalm 119 please look at verse 139 my zeal hath consumed me because my enemies have forgotten thy words that's so typical of today go to john chapter 2 we speak to many people on the streets and always ask people do you read your bible every day and nine times out of ten they will say no and i say do you pray every day similar figure it's just typical isn't it People do get saved but they don't do much with their salvation That's why the vast majority of believers who are saved Will just just achieve nothing really And they'll arrive in glory with fatal to show for themselves It may have been Spurgeon who said uh, I don't quite agree with the statement but I know where he was going with this He said uh, if you're happy to go to heaven on your own Be sure you're not saved yourself I don't believe that latter part That's lordship salvation but I understand the gist of it There should be a level of uh, compassion in your heart to get the unbeliever saved. John 2, John 2, 17. And his disciples remembered that it was written, the zeal of thine house hath eaten me up. Another great scripture to prove that Jesus Christ is and was the Messiah. 119 verse 140. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Present tense, go to Proverbs chapter let's see now 30 during the dark ages if you were a roman catholic in europe or in britain especially the average catholic could hardly read or write almost illiterate the truth were known, and the bible was a chained up book and if you wanted to read it you had to get an indult from the bishop and even then he wanted to know why you wanted to read the book because of course they wanted you to follow them not the scripture thy word is very pure therefore thy servant loveth it proverbs 30 pick it up in verse 5 every word of god is pure old testament new testament he is a shield unto them that put their trust in him so the word of god is spoken of here in the masculine add thou not unto his words also found in deuteronomy and revelation lest he reprove thee and thou be found a liar back to psalm 119 verse 141 i am small and despised going back to humility like the simple in verse 130 yet do not i forget thy precepts go to first corinthians chapter one one of the great truths about scripture is the honesty of the writers of the scripture i don't think there's any passage in either testament where the lord's people are really puffed up I mean, David could have said, "You know what? I've killed all these people," and he did. And I've been able to do this and that, and he did. And I wrote a good chunk of the Old Testament, and he did, especially the Book of Psalms. And yet, he doesn't boast about it; doesn't brag about it. He's very humble for the most part. Moses was called the most uh, meekest man in all of the earth, and the apostles were also very, uh, very humble. And that's why you know when you meet somebody who is holy and righteous they don't need to broadcast it with a trumpet they just come across as being such first corinthians 1 27 first corinthians 127 but god hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and god hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the earth and things which are despised hath god chosen yea the things which are not to bring to naught things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence back to psalm 119 142 thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and thy law is the truth do you swear to that do you swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth to so help me god you say yes i do go to john 18 and for many years people would use the bible in court to uh, swear to tell the whole truth now that seems to have gone out you just hold your hand up and yeah. swear into the air yeah. uh, you could swear by harry potter or yeah. charles dickens if you wanted to do so uh, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness without end and thy law is the truth it is the truth still is the truth but it's tough when you try to follow the law it's very very difficult i laugh sometimes when i come across these orthodox and ascetic jews boasting about how holy they are keeping the law i think to myself they've got no idea what they're talking about they may not have committed the big sins but those small sins are still going to get you uh, i want john 18 37. pilot therefore said unto him jesus christ art thou a king then jesus answered thou sayest that i am a king to this end was i born and for this cause came i into the world that i should bear witness unto the truth everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice Pilate saith unto him what is truth now this is a rhetorical question because of course read on And when he had said this he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them I find in him no fault at all which of course was the truth but the truth itself was right in front of him and he had no interest to go any deeper back to Psalm 119 verse 143 trouble and anguish have taken hold on me yet thy commandments are my delight go to daniel chapter 12 we just finished recording that this past week and hope to post that probably tomorrow and daniel is a tremendous book to study but it's a very difficult book to nail down and uh in daniel 12 look at verse 1 and at that time shall michael stand up stand up now here's a picture of michael stepping in to break up a fight if you will israel is on the back foot very much like she is at the moment and uh she's about to go under it's like if you're you're swimming somewhere and you start to drown what you want is a life guard to come to your rescue you don't want someone to say to you just uh, swim to the shore or swim to the side of the pool you're drowning you can't do anything you're going under That's a great picture of salvation. You can't save yourself, but if somebody jumps into the sea, the ocean, or the swimming pool to get you out, you're good to go. The great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, Israel, and there shall be a time of trouble, Jacob's trouble, not the church's trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even at that same time. All the nations are found in Genesis chapter 10. And at that time, thy people shall be delivered everyone. That shall be found written in the book, which is conditional. And I explain that in the uh, Daniel study, which is go online, hopefully, Lord, in tomorrow. Back to Psalm 119, please. 144. The righteousness of thy testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding and I shall live. I'll live physically, because, of course, part of the Old Testament covenant would surround the fact that if you didn't follow the law, if you didn't yield yourselves to the law which you find pictured also back in uh, uh, Romans chapter 6 which we just looked at you get sick and die 1st Corinthians 11 you may die prematurely so both testaments are almost in agreement but Paul told you also that by the deeds of the law shall no flesh no flesh be justified so if you are a bible teacher if you are an evangelist be careful when you speak to people on the streets or in your churches or congregations don't come down too hard with the lordship salvation gospel which is very popular very prevalent uh, all over the world at the moment i know why it's so popular because of course it kicks against easy believism which is a slightly oxymoron because of course to believe is easy but for them they don't like the idea of people believing getting saved and living as they will as they choose to do so which is also problematic because of course if you do you get whipped and chastened by the lord 119 verse 145 I cried with my whole heart hear me O Lord I will keep thy statutes now go to the book of let's see now a couple of ideas a couple of places to take you here uh let's see now now of course your heart is desperately wicked you know that I hope you know that and yet once you got saved uh you are given a new heart that also needs to be carefully explained go to the book of uh esther please maybe one day i'll do a recording of esther it's a beautiful book of course mordecai is one of the great heroes and sometimes esther gets overlooked during that uh, time in israel's history I think i think it's esther uh, yeah, go to Esther, chapter, Esther chapter 4, I think it's chapter 4, yeah, uh, 4, let's see now, pick it up in 4, 4, 1, when Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his clothes and put on sackcloth with ashes, that's what they would do in the Old Testament, sackcloth that's pretty rough clothing ashes denoting death from uh from from uh, dust and ashes you came back you will go i went out in the midst of the city and cried with a loud and a bitter cry which is unusual for now for male but there you are i came even before the king's gates for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth it was seen as somewhat uh, of an embarrassment go back to the Book of Psalms When uh, Jonah Went to the Ninevites And he preached the gospel to them It says they were painted in sackcloth and ashes And the two witnesses I think also were the same in Revelation Still, on 119 119 And uh, 146 I cried unto thee Verse 145 I cried with my whole heart 146 I cried unto thee Save me and I shall keep thy testimonies. I'm sinking, basically. I need you to do something for me, Lord God. 147. I prevented the dawning of the morning, somewhat poetic, and cried, I hoped in thy word. When you lose all hope, when life is really going against you, all you can do is go back to the shepherd, confess your sins to him, and start off again. And here the psalmist, quite likely, King David is a real man speaking the truth. 148 mine eyes prevent the night watchers that i might meditate 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 in thy word go back to psalm 63 these two verses together now originally uh, this scripture this part of the old testament was written in hebrew which is a tough language to master and most gentiles give up trying to do so unless you're very gifted in languages and by the grace of God, we've got a perfect Bible today, uh, going back to verse 140. And over the last, let's see, this will be the fifth week, going through the 149th psalm. We haven't needed to use any Hebrew lexicons, dictionaries. Did you realize that? We spent nearly four years going through the book of Psalms. Four years, almost four years. And we haven't looked at one Hebrew word. Now, most churches couldn't do that, wouldn't want to do that. And I say that because we believe we have a perfect Bible. In our ministry, at our ministry, and uh, I don't, I don't think there are many churches or ministries that believe that to be so, and that's why when you join a church or you want to be a, uh, a seminarian, you have to take Hebrew and Greek lessons. And that, of course, is done to uh, intellectualize, in, into, uh, into uh, intellectualize you. Is that the word? Intellectualize. Intellectualize, yeah. intellectualize you. Bit of a mouthful for that. But you don't need it. If you know uh, basic English, that's why you have a perfect book. Uh, where are we? Psalm. Oh yeah, 63, 63 verse, 63 verse 6. When I remember thee upon my bed, and meditate on thee in the night watchers. Here the psalmist is on his bed meditating in the word of God, on the word of God, through the word of God. He's meditating on the scripture during the night watchers. It's like a picture of somebody at the gate controlling the kingdom or looking out for potential enemies while at the same time reading the scripture and uh, like i said a while ago if you can't sleep uh, don't count uh, sheep speak to the shepherd 119 verse 149 hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness O lord quicken me make me alive according to thy judgment they draw neither follow after mischief they are far from thy law we say you are mischief maker go to exodus 21 and mischief uh, is still a common word that we hear regularly children are known to be mischievous and uh, people like to tell tales and uh, divide Uh, churches are also mischief makers exodus 21 and uh, pick it up in uh, 21 notwithstanding meaning in spite of that if he continue a day or two he shall not be punished for here's his money look at 22 now, here we go if men strive and hurt a woman with child not a product of conception so that her fruit depart from her she has a premature birth and yet no mischief follow the child survives He, the uh, assailant shall be surely punished according as the woman's husband not common law husband or boyfriend will lay upon him and he shall pay as the judges determine and if any mischief follow like the child dies then thou shalt give life for life because of course the newborn or the not yet born child now the child has been born prematurely is life and if any mischief follow Then thou shalt give life for life. How about that? Eye for eye. Tooth for tooth. Hand for hand. Foot for foot. So on and so forth. Back to Psalm 119. Look at uh, 151. Thou art near, O Lord. Thank God. And all thy commandments are truth. They say in Islam that Allah doesn't come into creation. They say that if something is in creation, that can't be part of the creator. I'm slightly paraphrasing. And then turn around and say that Allah comes down in the middle of the night into the third heaven. It's a contradiction of course they say that because they are offended that jesus christ is god almighty and they have to do what they have to do to get to get away from that reality that the lord is always near and all that commandments are truth on the way the truth and the life 152 concern thy testimonies i have known of old that thou hast founded them forever they say uh, since a child i've known x y and z i've known of old go to second timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 and that from a child that was known the holy scriptures not the originals which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith no works which is in christ jesus christ jesus not the church not some church system i can't stress that enough 119 153 consider mine affliction and deliver me for I do not forget Thy law, deliver me, like a child about to be delivered. Going back to mischief in 146. Excuse me, mischief in uh, these particular passages, and uh, it's 150. Excuse me, and here, deliver me, for I do not forget Thy law. Deliver me from myself and from those all around me. 154. Plead my cause. That's what a lawyer does in a courtroom. He pleads your case. And deliver me. Back again. Quicken me. According to thy word. Go to Micah chapter 7. Uh, Micah chapter 7. And we go to... Uh, Let's see now. If i now. go to John 6 first of all, go to John 6, uh, John 6, <clears throat> I think most Bible teachers now, they use iPads <laughs> for their Bible studies, I'm still old school, I like to have a Bible that I can get my hands on, and uh, turn the pages, I turn very carefully not to crease them all, tear them Uh, john 6 let's see now uh 6 63 it is a spirit that quickeneth holy ghost the flesh profiteth nothing this is devastating for the catholics because they are of the belief that when they foretake of the communion service uh, that allows them to be uh righteous and holy with uh Almighty God, and of course that's not how it works. Uh, salvation is a free gift, but unfortunately they've been lied to, they've been deceived into believing that when they uh, take of the communion, they are somehow uh, on the right path, the right track with Almighty God, and of course salvation is a free gift, and the words of God are what we are interested in uh it is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing the words that i speak unto they are spirits and they are life this book is alive now in a way that no other book is and if you don't believe me just read it every day preach on the streets this past week an american street preacher was shot in the head somewhere in the u.s it's been all it's been all over social social media but not really on the mainstream media because of course the media hate christians I probably think it's his own fault of being shot in the head young family man and uh, he was shot in the head by some criminal because of course what he was saying was hurting the man's feelings because of course he's probably a, uh, a beta male but that's the reality of the scripture it does cut you deep which is the whole point of it if you go to a church and you feel happy and uh, hunky-dory and you come out finish on that you haven't really been to a proper service a proper church service will preach the whole counsel of god and make you feel uncomfortable about yourself and if you're just uh coming out with a big smile on your face something's not right micah 7 uh, 7, uh, 9, 7 9 i will bear the indignation of the lord because i have sinned against him that's true reality until he plead my cause and execute judgment for me first john says christ is our advocate He will bring me forth to the light, and I shall behold his righteousness, not mine own. Back to Psalm 119. 119, look at uh, 155. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Calvin got into a real spin on this. Go to Romans chapter 3. He said uh, the doctrine of predestination, eternal reprobation, is so horrible it is so uh, wicked that I cannot deny it I thought what a fool he was John Calvin he believed and everything was predetermined predestinated as does Islam and a man has no free will of course he does Uh, but of course he is bound to sin which is also the flip side of the truth and guys like Calvin and Luther Zwingli and John Knox and other Protestants made a real mess of things when they came up with the so-called tulip system salvation is far from the wicked why is that for they seek not thy statutes and they blame god almighty for most of the world going to hell romans 3 builds on this the reason why people go to hell in uh, large numbers isn't down to being predestinated to go to hell but due to what paul tells us in romans 3 uh, pick it up in uh, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Calvin couldn't get it right. They hear the gospel. These people go back to Psalm 119, and as they're hearing it, they either receive it or reject it. Most will reject it, of course, because it's a tough life to live as a, to be, to live as a Christian, which is very true. It's not easy. It's not easy being a Christian to be saved is easy you get saved in two or three seconds but to be a christian to live the christian life is a lifetime it takes a whole lifetime to really uh, perfect christianity and even that doesn't really explain it because paul says uh, in me dwelleth no good thing and uh, whatever he does right as a believer whatever whatever we do as believers which is right that is right is down to god he gets the credit and when we do wrong is down to us let's keep reading on 119 verse 156 great are thy tender mercies O lord Quicken me according to thy judgments here's a picture of an old testament saint walking with the lord getting knocked down getting up and getting knocked down getting up and getting knocked down pushing on and falling pushing on and falling one minute he's up next minute he's down but he doesn't stay down he gets up that was your billy sunday analogy a true saved man of god well get up and keep on going you watch any boxing movie and I've seen all those boxing movies from the 1980s Rocky 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 even Rocky 6 which is rubbish <laughs> but it's the same moral yeah it's very sad <laughs> but the moral is always there get up don't stay down get up and keep fighting of course when they get up when he gets that Rocky they will start cheering him and it makes your you know your hair and your back stand up there's a good message in there it's a good moral and that's what I say to believers get up, don't stay down, get out of the mud. 119, verse 157 Many are my persecutors and mine enemies. Going back to the preacher shot in the head this past week, yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. Back to lamentations. Now, being a believer is a great blessing, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I've been a believer just over 21 years now, 22 next year, in fact. And uh, I look at other religions. In fact, I saw a clip online a few days ago of this young American lady, early 20s, and I thought this is so pitiful to watch. She's been raised in a Christian country, Christian radio all over the US, some good churches still in the US, not many but some, same in the UK. And she's now exploring Islam, the Quran, mm-hmm. and uh, this past week she's now converted, said the Shahada. Which is what the Muslims do, anyone, God and Allah is the final prophet, so on and so forth. She's wearing the the uh, the veil, you know, the the burqa. Not even twenty five. Now it could all be a PR thing, I know that. It could all be some, you know, make believe thing. But it might not be. And I thought, what a sad story to see this very beautiful young American girl throwing Christianity in the bin and embracing Islam. Where there's no grace, there's no perfect saviour, no blood atonement no assurance of salvation and of course Islam is a very bizarre plan of salvation which I'll discuss at a later date many are my persecutors and my enemies yet do I not decline from thy testimonies Lamentations 4 and uh, look at verse 19 our persecutors are swifter than the eagles of the heaven they're so quick they come down and they just, uh, just devour the prey They pursued us upon the mountains. They they laid wait for us in the wilderness. bit of poetry there. But you understand of course. What is being said. Go to Luke 19. Scripture with scripture. I don't care for word studies. I know that's quite common also. Many church circles. They use word studies to understand a passage. I've always believed that the text. Interprets the text. The context. Explains the meaning of the word. Like the word Repent. Repented, repenteth repenting you go back to genesis 6 sometime the first time the word repent is found is genesis chapter 6 mark it down read it you find it many times in the old testament it says god was repented he repented himself what does that mean it means he was grieved it means he changed his mind he didn't turn from sin he had no sin to turn from that's another subject that so many people cannot get right the true definition of the word repent luke 19 27 but those mine enemies which would not that I should reign over them bring hither and slay them before me that's Christ speaking to his servants to kill his enemies at the second advent you find that many times back in the old testament you find that with uh, Sa- uh, Samuel when he deals with uh, a group of pagans and Saul hadn't done it so he did it himself 119 verse 158 I beheld the transgressors And was grieved. Why? Because they kept not thy word. Go back to Genesis chapter 6. A very basic Bible study will help people enormously to understand what words mean. And if you don't understand some of the archaic words, and there are many in the King James, get a dictionary. Get uh, Noah's dictionary, Noah Webster's dictionary, and just check them out. It's not difficult. Genesis 6. Sir six make it six five and god saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually this is uh total depravity going back to john calvin's belief in total depravity and there's some truth in that well of course we're born bad we are born in a fallen state but we're not that wicked that we don't know the difference between right and wrong good and evil that's what the calvinists they they over interpret these types of passages six and here we go and it repented the lord grieved the lord it repented the lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved in his heart and the lord said i will destroy man whom i have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repenteth me that i have made them but here's a positive thing but noah found grace God's unmerited favor in the eyes of the Lord Back Psalm 119. of course the rest is the fall of man the destruction of man and just one family on a boat We're able to get out by the skin of their teeth 119 verse 160 thy word is true from the beginning and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever either in heaven or in hell go to Romans chapter 11 if you believe the Bible is the word of God and I hope you do You believe what's called uh preservation excuse excuse me you believe in inspiration uh and you should also believe in preservation now the latter is missing i don't know of many schools and if you do drop me an email after the service that believe in a perfect preserved bible i've been a believer over two decades i've never met one or never heard of one church anywhere in the world that believes in a perfect preserved bible they all attack it every single one of them that's pretty uh, pretty alarming. Correct it. They correct it, they undermine it, they yeah. shake your faith in a book. I told a story a while ago of, the, of, an, of, a, of an Indian evangelist back in the 1980s, I think it was, and he got saved, and he took on the Hindus, the Sikhs, the Muslims, had a very powerful ministry, and uh, he decided to join a local seminary. That was his first mistake, unfortunately for him. And after joining the seminary, he started to hear about higher criticism and the jason scholars and uh, uh manuscript evidence and uh, they started to really just destroy his faith and they said to him uh, there's no perfect bible and they said but jesus christ was a good man but 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 put the old doubts in and the miracles weren't really miracles they were they were perceived to be miracles but they weren't really miracles and here's this poor well here's this poor guy not necessarily financially poor but here's this poor man of god trying to get an education trying to you know be up there with the big boys as it were and they just shredded his faith and he left that seminary a broken man he backslid for i think two decades got married had children and then one day i think his kid grew up and was about to get married or something happened and he started to think back to the good old days of reading his bible and doing street work and all came back to the joy of the lord returned to him and he got back into the back into the ring back into the race and he said this he said he said "Do you realize that it wasn't the hindus that that destroyed one the muslims or the sikhs it was the christians mm-hmm. it was those that have a very high view of uh, the original languages and the original manuscripts which of course we haven't got we've got copies of copies but it was those men who destroyed my faith in the book he lost 20 years of his life due wicked, to wicked. excuse me wicked absolutely wicked yeah, yeah. 20 years of his life he lost because of what they were saying to him. Just stole his book. Mm-hmm. Stole his faith in the book. And shook his faith in God Almighty. And I think there's a special place for those people in hell. Mm-hmm. If they're even saved or if they're not saved. The word is true from the beginning. And every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Like I say heaven or hell. Romans 11. And look at verse uh, 33. Oh the depth of the riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. First uh, Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one. Uh, and look at verse twenty. It's twenty-five. Here we are, twenty-five. Uh, For the word of the Lord endureth forever. This is the written word of God, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you to so Christ lasts forever is eternal has no beginning or end he's from everlasting micah chapter 5 and the word of god endures forever heaven and earth will pass with my words will not pass away you can never elevate the book enough you can never elevate christ enough 119 119 and uh, look at verse 161 princes have persecuted me without a cause they hated me without a cause but my heart standeth in awe of thy word go to 1st Corinthians chapter 2 the Old Testament saints took uh, the word of God seriously didn't uh, doubt it didn't correct it they stood in awe of it that's a pretty powerful word, stand in awe of something and yet today like I say, most seminaries will give this book lip service and if you don't believe me, just go to any conservative church for 2 or 3 Sundays and they'll start to quit the book from the pulpit and people just sit there and don't say anything I find it incredible it's like paying money to go and study law or photography or uh, psychology or this or that and those professors start to correct the books that they're teaching from they don't do it they wouldn't dare do it but in Christian circles they correct the book every day and uh, people just sit there and don't say a word people are so passive these days it's just incredible First Corinthians 2 first corinthians 2 7 but we speak the wisdom of god in a mystery hidden not clear not easy to decipher even hidden wisdom which god ordained for the world unto our glory which none of the which none of the princes of this world knew they were ignorant for had they known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory that goes back to caiaphas that goes back to herod that goes back to ananias that goes back to annas that goes back to herod The sanhedrin or the jewish elite completely ignorant for none of the princes of this world knew for had they known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory that is true and at the same time it's not completely true in the sense that man is so desperately wicked i know what paul's saying he's saying had they really understood who they were dealing with they wouldn't have crucified him which is the truth but at the same time going back to the heart of man being desperately wicked jeremiah 17 and also genesis chapter 6 they'll still go through with it to put them on a cross because of course they didn't want to lose their kingdom found in john chapter 11 all these verses they all speak the truth but they come from this from different angles Psalm 119 119 verse 162 i rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil great spoil and these people have a very high view of the word of god great spoil it's like finding hidden treasure i rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great uh, great spoil matthew 13 speaks about uh a pearl of great price and when you find it you sell all that you have and you go and buy it of course the book is invaluable you can't buy it you understand of course but you can give your life for it and uh i spoke to a chap a few days ago in town i said to him do you realize people bled and died for this book and he said no i didn't know that I thought, how ignorant can you be and i wasn't saying it to mock him but i thought here's a man pushing 70 completely ignorant he said to me i'm a roman catholic and i've never read the bible a day in my life I thought well, shame on you 163 i hate and abhor lying that's what Job would say i hate and abhor lying for thy law do i love go to hebrews chapter one hebrews chapter one and hebrews is another tough book to really unpack (laughs) and uh these these are beautiful books hebrews and daniel psalms as well but you try and teach these verse by verse it's tough hebrews one uh pick it up in let's see now uh, verse eight but unto the son he saith thy throne of god is forever and ever father speaking to the son muslims have a terrible time with this passage a scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity therefore God even thy God father in reference to the son hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows about psalm 119 that gets into Christology that gets into the hypostatic Union that gets back into the Trinity the uh, the Trinity which is another very difficult subject to even basically uh, understand uh, but of course Christ is the son of man, has a God, being the Father of course. But the Father calls Jesus God as well. Talk about humility. One God, not two gods, don't make that mistake. One times one times one is what? One. Be careful not to fall foul of polytheism or modalism, which is another subject for another day. 119 still, Psalm 119. Look at verse 164. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments that's got to be Jesus Christ speaking I can't think of anybody in the Old Testament no matter how righteous he was or she was that would uh, praise the Lord seven times a day every day like seven days a week Jesus Christ of course kept the Lord to perfection and that's why we trust him to save us we don't trust ourselves 165 great peace have they which love thy law and nothing and nobody but here, and nothing shall offend them which is also true go to isaiah 26 and uh, pick it up in verse let's see now uh, 26 1 in that day should the song be sung in the land of judah going back to the psalms was sung originally prayers petitions we have a strong city salvation will god appoint for wars and bulwarks opening the gates that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth May enter in this goes back to the millennial reign which we won't discuss this morning and you got the 12 nations that uh, take of the tree so on and so forth verse three thou wilt keep him in perfect peace that's beautiful whose mind is stayed on thee completely focused on the lord god because he trusted in thee trust ye in the lord forever for in the lord jehovah is everlasting strength go back to psalm 119 so both testaments paint a very clear picture that salvation is in god and only god how the law is good and righteous uh, if it's used lawfully so on and so forth and yet paul gives you a very clear picture of the man of god and under the gospel of the grace of god who loves the lord and is able to do all things through christ and yet at the same time a rich man that i am who can deliver me from the body of this death it's a paradox it's a paradox and over the years i've you know had to really dig deep into this teaching to help myself understand why i do what i do and why i don't do what i should do and also to help other people i know are struggling 166 verse 166 lord i have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments yes that's partly true go to luke chapter 2 but again it's not as simple as that because you may keep some of the commandments but uh, book of uh, i think it's book of james says if you break one of the laws you broken all of the laws of god That was put in there to shut people's mouths because most religious people, I'm sure, they have kept the main commandments and they think that God is going to congratulate them when He will condemn them. Lord, I've hoped for Thy salvation, very personal, and done Thy commandments. That's what the psalmist is saying, but of course, you know, if you've been saved for any length of time, that to keep the commandments is actually impossible. Acts 15 Peter told you that he said that we couldn't keep the law and uh, why do we expect the gentiles to keep the law luke chapter 2 and uh, pick it up in 20 uh, 25 and behold there was a man in jerusalem whose name was simeon and the same man was just and devout he's a good upright man waiting for the consolation of israel to be consoled to heal the nation was split around this time under the uh the heel under the cost of the roman empire and the Holy Ghost was upon him. This guy is special, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Anointed. And he came by the Spirit into the temple, and the parents uh, brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law. Then took he up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word for mine eyes have seen thy salvation jesus joshua joshua yeshua jehovah saves i've seen thy salvation a newborn babe which thou hast prepared before the face of all people without exception the calvinists get that wrong as well they hold what's called limited atonement which is a blasphemy and why aren't more people speaking out against this a light to lighten the gentiles that's one group of people and the glory of thy people israel another group of people and joseph and his mother marveled at those things which are spoken of him they're not infallible go back to psalm 119 there's no limited atonement he came for the jew and the gentile there's no other group on the face of the earth psalm 119 look at verse 167 uh, seven. my soul hath kept thy testimonies and i love them exceedingly again it's an aspiration. Now I'm not saying the psalmist is lying, of course not. He may have kept the main part of the law, the main points of the law. But like I say, if you break one part of the law, you have broken all of the law. The whole point of the law is to bring you to Christ. is to show you that you can't save yourself. That you are no good, never have been any good. And even after you are saved, Christ still wants to step in, intercede for you and do what he needs to do for you. To keep you safe and on the straight and narrow 168 I've kept thy precepts and thy testimonies for my ways are before thee the psalmist is a very open book the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak I've kept thy precepts and thy testimonies for all my ways are before thee we say yeah, he's a very open book he's very transparent that's what the psalmist is saying probably on his face to the lord god in the middle of the night and that's a good pitch of humility a good pitch of somebody needing to be honest with the lord because of course he sees and hears everything 169 let my cry come near before the O lord give me understanding according to thy word help me to pray like i should pray help me to know how to approach you like i need to approach you help me to think and speak and talk to you like i need to do so i'm a man of unclean lips i'm filthy i'm this and i'm I'm that i want to be on the right side of you that's good for both test both both, uh, testaments as well look at 170 let my supplication come before thee my supplications please supply my knees so on and so forth deliver me according to thy word that term deliver me is found in 153 and uh, 134 deliver me it's like a child about to be delivered deliver me deliver me according to thy word go to matthew chapter 6 Let's see what this means Matthew chapter 6 So for the Old Testament Jew Their salvation was incomplete And of course for us Our salvation is complete Their sins were uh, covered Ours have been cleared uh, We are already in heaven right now Ephesians chapter 2 was for the most part uh, The righteous Jews are awaiting The first resurrection Matthew 6, 13 And lead us not into temptation But watch it deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen that's already been fulfilled in john 17 Uh, 119 verse 171 my lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes go to colossians chapter three keep your lips clean going back to what i said a little while ago keep your eyes clean and uh, keep your ears Clean as well once you get something into your mind it's hard to get it out colossians 3 3, uh, 3 8. but now you also put off all these things paul is speaking to saved people now watch it anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy a filthy communication out of your mouth line up one to another seeing that you put off the old man with these deeds and put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him back to psalm 119 so it's possible uh, for believers to do what paul has told them not to do going back to being angry wrath malice like malicious blasphemy not just omg or jc but uh, how you how you live and operate paul speaks about that in romans chapter 2 the world watch you very carefully as a believer i'm sure you know that and if you lose your temper at work and you start to cuss or curse or perhaps both they see it and they love it they, they just love it so much uh or you can't forgive somebody hold a grudge whatever it may be they love to see that because what that tells them is that your faith isn't as strong as it should be or it tells them that you're no different to them And of course you are uh, positionally speaking but practically perhaps not and that's why you gotta humble yourself and uh, found also in verse. 12 put on therefore as elected god holy and beloved bowels of mercies kindness humbleness of mind humble yourself meekness long suffering About some 119 let's try and finish today 119 119 uh look at verse 172 my tongue shall speak of thy word it's a picture of an ambassador speaking for his country speaking for his head of state we started this uh, this morning looking at light 137 uh, 132 look upon me 133 three, order my steps picture of a soldier serving under his commanding officer and uh, by the time we get down to 172 if i make it uh yeah make it uh, 172 again by the time we get to 172 my tongue shall speak of thy word and ambassador speaks for his or her country that's why they are sent overseas in the first place for thy commandments are righteousness and of course we are ambassadors for christ second corinthians chapter five go to proverbs 21 Proverbs 21. The only reason we are still down here. Waiting for the rapture to come. Is because there's still work to be done. And. uh, When you're dead. You're dead a long time. As the old proverb goes. And it's true. Of course that's that's from the standpoint. Of an unsaved person who speaks that sort of nonsense. But you know what I mean. Once you're with the Lord. You're you're with him forever. And you want to make your life count down here. I want. uh, Let's see now. I want uh, Proverbs 21. Let's get the first number right on this uh, let's see now proverbs 21, 20, 21 a false witness shall perish but the man that heareth speaketh con constantly false witness shall perish going back to bearing false witness but the man that heareth speaketh constantly be consistent don't uh, blow with the wind like most people do. About Psalm 119. Let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. Still in Psalm 119. And uh, look at verse uh, 173. Let thine hand help me, for I've chosen thy precepts. Go to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Such a practical book, the Bible and yet uh, it's a supernatural book you think you've got it down and you haven't got it down acts chapter three and uh, pick it up in uh, verse six then peter said silver and gold have i none unlike most churches today but such as i have give i thee in the name of jesus christ of nazareth rise up and walk and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, which you don't find in any charismatic or Pentecostal church today. Back to Psalm 119. 173 again. Let thine hand help me and help this poor man, for I have chosen thy precepts. He turned to Peter and uh, John and got a blessing and hopefully salvation as well. Look at 174. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord and I law is my delight present tense go to genesis chapter 49 genesis chapter 40 i think it's 49 and it's jacob about to be buried with his fathers jacob is of course israel he was a prince let's see genesis 49 and uh, let's see now 49 uh, 49 uh, let's see now I've got 49 18 I've waited for thy salvation O Lord Jacob is found in verse 1 about to be gathered unto his uh, family in verse 2 Reuben is present verse 3 Simeon in verse 5 Judah in verse 8 Zebulun in verse 13 Isaac in verse 14 Dan We believe the Antichrist will come from him in verse uh, 16 Gad in verse 19 Asher in verse 20 Naphtali in 21 Joseph in 22 And 18 again I have waited for thy salvation It's not ours it's God's O Lord Go to Psalm 51 And uh, this is a famous Psalm of course When David was caught Over the Bathsheba Uriah incident He's called a man after the lord's own heart again it goes back to the paradox of scripture David was a great man not doubt about it a very uh, brave man a remarkable man but uh, he's like most alpha males his weakness would would of course be women uh, Psalm 51 uh, 12 51 uh, let's see now now make it verse uh, make make it verse 11 cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy holy spirit from me thy holy spirit 12 restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit nine hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities 10 create in me a clean heart O god not a new heart a clean heart he's already saved and renew a right spirit within me i want to do the right thing all of the time 13 then when i teach transgressors thy ways back to street work and sinners shall be converted unto thee due to my preaching 14 deliver me from blood guiltness i've killed an innocent man O oh god thou god of my salvation my salvation now it turns to his salvation because it's a gift being given to him and my tongue so sing aloud shall sing aloud of thy righteousness going back to my lips 171 Found in Psalm 119, utter praise. This book is a circle of a book. Do you get that? It just goes round and round and round. But it's absolutely beautiful. 119, verse 174, again. I have longed for thy salvation. And uh, it goes back to uh, the earlier passages. Uh, Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy word. And also panting after the word of the Lord. And. Uh, other verses we looked at this morning and all these passages they fit nicely like a jigsaw I have longed for thy salvation I panted for your word I'm in need of physical and spiritual food O Lord and thy law is my delight present tense and again that term delight has returned it's been found many times in this particular psalm and yes it's beautiful but uh, it's a double edged sword it's not as easy as as you would imagine 175 let my soul live and it shall praise thee and let thy judgments help me go to second uh, kings we looked at second chronicles over the last few days which is a very short impromptu study nothing particularly deep and uh hezekiah was the king that we looked at so i think three or four mornings this past week and uh, in second kings 20 which parallels second chronicles 30 31 and 32 uh pick it up in uh, verse uh, verse six god speaking and i'll add unto thy days 15 years and i will deliver thee and this city out to the hand of the king of assyria sennacherib and i will defend this city for mine own sake not yours and for my servant david's sake of course he survives another 15 years and the rest is jewish history let my soul live and it was and it shall praise thee my soul and let thy judgments help me get me back on my feet to live the right way the straight and the narrow 176 i've gone astray like a lost sheep seek thy servant so the emphasis is on the lord seek thy servant if i do not forget thy commandments go to ezekiel 34 so salvation uh, is like the creation accounts when god created the earth he didn't consult anybody you had no part to play in the creation of the earth and uh, when god offered up christ for the sins of the world you played no part in that either and that's why i keep going on and on and on about once saved always saved because of course you can't lose it it wasn't yours to lose in the, in the first place god didn't consult you when you put this world together in six days and nor you consult when his son was dying on a cross for your your sins and mine as well ezekiel 34 let's pick it up in verse one and the word of the lord came unto me saying son of man that's what christ called himself 80 times Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel So called uh, Leaders, prophets, righteous people Prophesy And say unto them Thus saith the Lord, God unto the shepherds Woe be to the shepherds of Israel That do feed themselves Stuff their faces uh, Living off the people Should not the shepherds feed the flocks Well of course Ye eat the fat and ye clothe you with the wool Ye kill them that are fed But ye feed not the flock this is the biggest problem of the church of england today the bishops in the house of lords they were put there under the uh under the, under the uh, time of king james the first and they get uh, index linked to pensions there's about 30 of them i think in the house of lords very powerful lobby yeah. and yet they don't they don't do anything for their people they just feed themselves and they get fat and uh it's just it's just disgraceful quite honestly when you watch the church of england debating x y and z and these bishops don't say a word about lgbtq abortion or islam for the diseased have you not strengthened neither have you healed that which was sick neither have you bound up that which was broken neither have you brought again that which was driven away neither have you sought that which was lost but with force and with cruelty have you ruled them going back to the church of rome killing people we call this uh, heavy shepherding And keeping the people down the colts Do this as well They just roll over them with great cruelty And they were scattered Because there is no shepherd And they became meat To the beasts of the field When they were scattered My sheep wandered My sheep God's sheep wandered Through the mountains And upon every high hill Yea my flock Was scattered upon All the faces of the earth And none And I mean none Did search Or seek After them But one did go to matthew chapter 10 the good shepherd gives us life for the sheep and that's why we do criticize organized religion more than probably others will do so and that may grate with some people but that's too bad uh to be a ministry sometimes you gotta uh kick the idols and uh call out people or call out churches specifically for living off the people and not feeding the people Matthew 10 uh, 10, pick it up in verse uh, verse 5 these 12 Jesus sent forth and commanded them saying go not into the way of the Gentiles not yet time to preach to non-Jews that will come later this is what we call rightly dividing the word of truth and into any seed of the Samaritans enter ye not at least not now but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Of course, that's what they would do up until the time the Lord turned and faced uh, the Gentiles. So I think we'll close it there. We've now finished the 119th Psalm. It's taken five Sundays to do so. And I've uh, been flying blind over the last, well, probably three and a half years. I think only one or two teachers have actually gone through the book of Psalms verse by verse. And I haven't heard any of their recordings. So we'll let the Lord decide whether or not he wants to bless these recordings or not but it just proves that you can take these verses in their original context without going to the hebrew or the greek or the aramaic and uh god will bless it because of course his word is pure and uh, they've been purified in the furnace of the earth seven times and we believe that the king james is a final part of the purification of the word of god and uh on that note we'll close it there next we come back And uh, look at Psalm 120 and probably Psalm 121 back to back.